ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Deadline's New Hollywood Podcast. My name is Dino Ray Ramos. I am one half of the hosting team of this fine podcast. My other co-host, Amanda Nduka, is out there doing some other fabulous things while I record this intro for you. Uh, we are back from TIFF. Thank you guys from for listening. And if you attended our live podcast, you know, but if you didn't attend, you could still listen to them. Um, and also, we are prepping for Emmys, so we are quite busy. But before we go into all of that madness, uh, I want to welcome this week's guest, Lily Singh. You probably know her best as a YouTuber. Uh, she is probably, no, she is a pioneering YouTuber. Um, and she's influential. She, she's hilarious. She's fun. Um, and she is the new host of a late night talk show called A Little Late with Lily Singh um, on NBC. And she's also breaking ground here because I want to say she is the first late night host who is a person of color, a woman of color at that. But she is fabulous. She talked all about her experiences as a, a, a trailblazing YouTube icon and just her show and what we could expect. Uh, for those of you who don't know, A Little Late with Lily Singh is replacing Last Call with Carson Daly. Um, and she, you know what? She also will be the boss of this series. She's going to be an EP. She's going to be a host. She'll have sketches. She'll have guests. And it will sure, it will definitely be fun. And it actually premiered yesterday. And then this episode will air today, which is Tuesday. And then tomorrow there'll be a, a, a special on NBC about her show. So uh, we're looking forward to that. So without further ado, here is Lily Singh. Well, Lily, thank you so much for being here. Thanks and for having for doing me. This. Yes. Um, we are very excited to have you on here. Like we, your background is very similar to ours about being your first generation mm -hmm. Indian in uh, Indian Canadian. Indian Canadian. Yeah, exactly. Right. So just kind of tell us like what was it like growing up? What were like some of the expectations in your house? And and were you doing a lot of sort of I don't because I mean obviously like you're a performer, mm -hmm. um, but were you, were you doing that like as a child and, and just just all that? Good well, first stuff. and foremost, let me say the deadline people got me lots of candies and I'll be chewing <laughs> throughout all of my answers. That's fine. But not. Everybody's gonna expect you to bring candy to the podcast. So well, this job. is only I'm for me. I brought my own candy. This is, this no, is just, just for Lily. Just for Lily. <laughs> so let's just have a. <laughs> mm, so good. Um, you know, yeah, I've always had a desire to entertain and perform from when I was a really young girl. I loved dancing. I loved Bollywood. I grew up with Bollywood cinema. Mm. So I used to love singing and dancing. I used to love being the center of attention at a party in the middle of a dance circle. Mm. And then when it wasn't dancing, it was like, I actually did used to make funny videos on my very extra large camcorder back in the day oh, that took a full size VHS. Oh, <laughs> and I made, sweet. Yeah, I used to make little funny videos. Um, and then was I- Was it the one where like you had to oh, do the yeah. separate- Oh yeah, 100%. It was the one too. where like you needed four people to carry it, yeah, for sure. Um, and then, you know, after that it was, oh, I want to bake cakes. Let me bake these like really elaborate cakes. So I was just mm. always very into learning things, trying new things. I loved expression, I loved creativity, and I loved art. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But growing up, I didn't think I could ever make a career out of those things, right. mostly mm -hmm. because I have Indian parents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they don't yeah. think you can make a career out of those <laughs> types of things. Um, and so when I discovered YouTube, you know, that was really life-changing for me because I saw people 
in the simple setting of their bedroom making these creative, funny videos. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh my God, now everyone has a chance to kind mm -hmm. of put their creativity out into mm -hmm. the world. Did, and you started it while you were in, was it college? Or? University, okay, yeah. And when I say university, yeah, yeah. I was like, you're such a, you're so, you're so pretentious. So university no. and college are different in Canada. Yeah. And it's called, and, or like uni for sure. Yeah, yeah. and everyone always you're thinks right. I'm just trying to like be, <laughs> be a, like, they're like, you mean college? I'm like, no, I mean it's, university. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> true because in Nigeria, college is actually high referred to as high school. It's actually high yeah, school yeah. level. So it's just it's different. So yeah, yeah. Different. yeah. You say university. Yeah. Yeah. It's like there. when people like say, let me call you on my mobile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True, exactly. Um, but like, so as you were, because you, you were a psychology major, mm -hmm. correct? So as you were doing, and, and sort of, did you, was there ever in the back of your mind, like, I really, this is what I really want to do. But I mean, how did, how did you sort of juggle, I guess, that with like wanting right. to like perform and um, I'm putting another piece of candy. No, we're, we're, we're fine. Um, <laughs> I truthfully, if I'm being really honest, I majored in psychology because I didn't know what else I wanted right, to do. And true, that yeah. was like a vague major. Where I was like, this could potentially lead <laughs> to stuff. That's like the fallback. Yeah, it fallback, exactly. Yeah. And my sister also did psych. Um, yeah. And so I was kind of just following in her footsteps. I always really wanted to be creative. I mean, in my grade eight graduation slideshow, when it says like, what does everyone want to be? Mine was rapper. Like I wanted to be oh. in entertainment. I just, I think as I grew older, I didn't think, I didn't it's know of a way to make that possible. You know, living right. in Toronto, you're so not familiar with Hollywood and auditions and that whole process is so foreign to us. Mm -hmm. um, and so I didn't think it was realistic to have a, a career that let me be creative. So mm -hmm. I was like, okay. I guess I'll do psychology. I was actually, uh, when I made my first YouTube video, I was in the process of applying to grad school. Mm. So I was like writing all these essays about counseling psychology. And I was like, oh my God, yeah. I don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, you know, I always look back and count my blessings that I, I was very much so on the path of obtaining a career that I probably wasn't going to like mm -hmm, and that mm -hmm. wasn't going to fulfill me mm -hmm. and me going out on a limb and trying YouTube and really teaching myself about comedy and how yeah. to use a camera and how to edit all mm -hmm. of that has led to the career I have now and so, so so what 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 pushed you or what motivated you like especially during the time when you didn't know like where mm -hmm. it, where it could go it's a very simple answer the only when I first started YouTube in 2010 there was only one thing that motivated me and it was happiness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's, you know, in 2010, YouTube wasn't what it is today. There wasn't this idea that you could be rich and famous off YouTube and it could be right. a career. Like, that was a rare concept back then, mm -hmm. especially living in Toronto, away from this hub of YouTubers that had already kind of established themselves in L.A., I had no idea you could have a career on YouTube, mm. um, but I was just sad. I was sad because I was doing something in school I didn't enjoy. I wasn't excited about what my life trajectory, the path I was on, because mm. I was like, I don't want this career that I'm not excited about. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was sad. Mm -hmm. And so when I posted my first YouTube video, the simple equation is I was sad. It made me happy. So I kept and doing it. Uh, doing it. Yeah. yeah. Was it like, did you go into psychology for you or was it kind of that unspoken traditional first gen immigrant 100% not for me yeah was um, it like your parents did they were they like kind of saying you need to do this trade or like you know no I don't know. think they were very particular about, I mean I wasn't majoring in history or literature <laughs> or so they were okay. I mean god forbid or you English. do liberal arts or they something they understand like that. that site could yeah. potentially lead to some doctorate yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> right. but I think it was that they are of the belief, as many people are, mm -hmm. and this is not necessarily right or wrong, but they're of the belief that a piece of paper that is a degree guarantees you a job and right. success. Right. And I think, as we've seen, that's one way of doing it, but there are other ways Different of doing way. that. Yeah. You know, I think school is so important for many reasons, not necessarily because 
I had to force myself to pick a major and then learn about something I wasn't excited about. I don't agree with that part, mm -hmm. but I agree with the part where it taught me social skills, time right. management, taught me about myself, what I like and what I don't like. Mm -hmm. So for that reason, I think school is so important. But um, no, I definitely was not super passionate about <laughs> psychology. I can say that. Yeah, it's it's funny because a lot of first gen kids, like they also obviously they have the same issue as like sort of doing something that you're not wanting to do. Mm -hmm. um, but you found something. You found an outlet for that. Um, so after you graduated and you were, you were continuing on with the videos, what was that? What did, what kind of eased your parents whenever you were in that kind of the kind of nascent stage of of building your brand, mm -hmm. and you may, might not have been making as much or you know or none? What kind of like, <laughs> so what what one what pushed you? One what kind of eased like I guess your parents' anxiety? Well. Them? The answer to both of those questions is, is kind of the same. And that is when I told my parents I want to pursue YouTube. First of all, they were like, what, what? is that? <laughs> uh -huh. And second of all, they said, listen, whatever this is, because in their mind, it was very much so a phase. Mm -hmm. They said, we will give you a year to try out whatever okay. this is. So I was on a time, ticking time clock. So I had to, what motivated me was I had to learn as much oh. as I could and I mm -hmm. had to make it successful. Okay. And that's what eased them. Because I think in my parents' mind, I was going to do this for a year, get it out of my system, and then go, go right, to grad school. Right. And, and I don't think they were expecting right. it to go somewhere. <laughs> Joke's on you, mom and dad. Exactly. You don't know the hustler you raised. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, so like early on, I mean, there when you were starting or like even when you were younger, I, I would imagine it was like for me, there was hardly any Asian representation mm -hmm. in media, TV, film let alone South Asian. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people think when you say Asian, they always tend to sometimes forget that, hey, South Asian is also Asian. I forget that. <laughs> I forget that all the time. You said it right now, and I'm like, what? Wait, Wait what? <laughs> because, you know, everyone, it's always East Asian. Yeah. Right, is, right, right. Is, yeah. Even, like, Southeast Asian is, like, mm -hmm. kind of left out of the equation. But when, were you, you know, cognizant of, of that, about, about having the lack of Asian representation, uh, and who did you look to in terms of, you know, icons or who, who, or who you wanted to model your career after? Yeah, you know, what I think is one of the biggest problems of not having representation is that young people don't realize that. Mm. Like, when I was younger, did I have the conscious thought of, like, oh, people, like, don't look like me on TV? I didn't. I was young. Yeah. All I knew was that they looked a certain way and it right. wasn't the way I looked, but I didn't connect the dots of like, oh, that means like there's no representation. I just thought you that's just the thought way it is. It was, yeah, because yeah. it was the norm. It was the standard. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so it wasn't even something I consciously thought about. Of course, when I got older, I recognized that, oh, wait, that might have actually like formed a lot of th I, thoughts and right, ideas in my right. brain that I didn't even know that were being formed. Them, right. Um, I watched a lot of Bollywood growing up, so I oh, did man, see myself, yeah. but then I didn't see other people in those Bollywood <laughs> movies, so right. I think yeah. in my brain it was like, Indian people belong here in song and dance, mm -hmm. and everyone else belongs here, but it is really important. I mean, for so many reasons, as I've grown up and evolved as a human, I recognize that there's so many real reasons why representation is so important. Like today, I can tell you, I get mistaken for literally any other Indian person mm. all the oh, yeah. time, and mm. it's because we're not used to seeing many Indian right, people on right, screen. So we assume yeah. if we see one, it's like, oh, that must be Mindy Kaling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or that must be, it's either Priyanka yeah, Chopra or Mindy yeah, Kaling. Yeah. Like if no one else. Well, Mindy, those people, exactly. right. <laughs> so I was like, I get that a lot. Um, and it's also just, you know, I check a lot of minority boxes, mm -hmm. especially today sitting here, I check a lot of minority boxes. And I sitting here being 30 years old, when I watch TV shows, when I watch movies, and when I don't see myself represented, like it does kind of make me feel, and I don't even want to say upset or angry, it just makes me feel like 
kind of not valid in a way, in a, in a strange way. And as an adult, I know all the reasons that's not true. But as a kid, you don't know those reasons. So I, I fear that there's so many kids out there that see don't see themselves on screen that are subconsciously thinking, like, maybe I don't belong yeah. there, you know? I think that's the biggest problem. Yeah, and I think, they don't have the tools to work through that. Yeah, and I think it's just like, in a way... We haven't seen people of color or queer people mm -hmm. or, you know, marginalized communities represented for so long. Mm -hmm. We're kind of mad. And it's like, oh, wait a second. Hollywood has duped us. They, right. they, they kind of has screwed us over this. The, I mean, we're definitely history. getting better. Yes. There's still imp improvements to be made right. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I think what it is is that I think the rule should be not every story has to represent you right but there should be stories Something. that represent yeah. you yeah so like the idea is not that every single movie you watch has to represent people of color and queer people no but then there should be a lot of stories that do yeah you know there shouldn't be such a disproportionate amount of stories that are considered mainstream and other and, and stories that are considered other i think that's the issue yeah so i think oftentimes when we have this conversation people think like oh they just want to see themselves and everything no we just want a few things yeah like, exactly you know? yeah, it's, not like it's not like we want want to take you know right. well, it would be nice to take over <laughs> but you know it's not like we want to kind right. of take we're not taking away anything mm -hmm. for what hollywood built we're just mm -hmm. adding right. and 100 and it's also like you know i have a production company i started this year called uh, last year called unicorn island productions mm -hmm. and so often even before i started the production company let me just be real candid like yes. years and years ago mm. i used tea. to get so many notes about creatives that were like I don't think people will be able to relate to this. Mm -hmm. And here I am sitting like, I'm telling a story about my immigrant parents or like an experience I have. And to have such a rich exper experience and have someone tell you like, oh no, but people won't be able to relate to that. Mm -hmm. It's such so a weird, weird thing yeah. because I'm like, Growing up, I wasn't able to relate to friends. Right. But I wasn't it, able right. to relate to so many things. Yeah. But I still enjoyed the stories and I still was isn't that what storytelling is? Right. You see other perspectives. So I don't like this idea of like we can't get this made because people won't see themselves in it. Like yeah. welcome to the club of <laughs> yes. people who haven't seen or themselves in things, you know? It. That makes so much sense. Oh my god. I think I sound really smart also. <laughs> no, I just you know what? And you're also say, wearing... I think I'm killing this. <laughs> you're killing it, you're wearing glasses. I know. <laughs> the glasses were a choice and because I'm inside and I'm wearing glasses. Yeah. So. And you, you know, you have your hair up and Thank you, you look very professorial. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I really like that you said it. Um, well, so you started, you know, your, your career started off on YouTube and you became one of the, the most popular YouTubers. Um, how do you think that, like, since you started, how do you think the YouTube landscape has changed? And what is your opinion on the term influencer <laughs> can we unpack that yeah sure so um i mean when i started youtube in 2010 most of the people on youtube not all but most of them were there because they wanted a creative outlet they had anxiety they didn't know how to deal with it they were sad like me and mm -hmm. wanted to be happy it the motivations were a little different mm -hmm. That's changed now. That's not right or wrong. It just is the nature of what it is. Yeah. Now people understand you can have a career on YouTube. There's a lot more strategy. Now everyone's a brand. Mm -hmm. When I started, I wasn't a brand. I was a weirdo with a camera <laughs> in my room. Yeah. I didn't even think it could be my you career. You were a pioneer. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Uh -huh. But, you know, I think the landscape has changed in the sense that everyone is a brand. It can be a business. Um, things are a little bit more strategic. Um, listen, if I'm honest <laughs> with you, I've had a lot of internal struggles about the landscape of YouTube because mm -hmm. as someone who does sketch comedy, there was a period of time where... Sketch comedy was really great and popping. And then all of a sudden it was like vlogging and this really sensationalized content and like this really intense and, and hyper type of 
pranks or like mm-hmm. vlogging, or yeah, unboxing, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, or, yeah, or but like what I yeah, go hurting yourself, yeah. I that a lot. <laughs> like the jackass thing, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and minus people hurting themselves because yeah. I don't support that. But I, I mean, I had to really check myself more than anything to be like, hey, you can't be mad at what people are watching, right? You know what I mean? Like That's people true. are watching it. Um, and so it was a decision for me to make of whether I wanted to adjust my content to fit the landscape of YouTube or oh, stay authentic to what I liked. Yeah. And I chose the latter just because that landscape is always going to change. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's going to keep changing. Yeah. And I, my goal is not to continue molding my creativity to what people are watching. It's mm-hmm. I want to make things that I like and that I'm mm-hmm. proud of and that make me happy. Um, and so that's what I continue to do. In terms of the word influencer, listen, <laughs> I, I've been called everything. I've been called a YouTuber, an influencer. But influencer like, was didn't wasn't introduced when you were there. No, no this no. is a relatively yeah, new yeah, term. Yeah. Like, I wonder why. I have learned it's in like a couple of years I've been here. Yeah, yeah I've learned past five years. it's yeah. in my best interest not to get pressed about what people call me yeah. because. Mm-hmm. There's, that's not going to stop. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm going to yeah. have my late night show come out and people are going to call me a whole gang of new things. So <laughs> I'm not too pressed about that. I think, if anything, the, the silver lining is it's, it's uh, flattering mm-hmm. to influence yeah. people. Mm-hmm. I think with influence comes responsibility. Right. Um, mm. But, you know, it is a very over-compassing term. Yeah. It, yeah they yeah. kind of, anyone that has any type of following regardless of what they do, people yeah. call it influencer. Do I agree with that? No. Mm. I think it kind of takes away from what people yeah. do individually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree um, But I have no... Negative emotions. Yeah. Do you have a preference? Um, yeah. The thing I like being called more than anything is sexy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, join the, the club. Thing I, <laughs> the thing I like being called, if I could have my way, would be storyteller. Okay. Mm. I love storytelling. Really? Okay. The storyteller. Yeah. Yeah. Because I used to say entertainer. And well, storyteller is good. Yeah. I like, that. I like storyteller. I used to say, I never liked comedian. Okay. I used I used to call myself entertainer, but then I started to go through customs and I could see that in the customs officer's eyes, he would think stripper. So oh, okay. I could no see joke. that. That's what I thought. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So then I changed it to storyteller because I think we're all storytellers mm-hmm. and I think the 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 fabric that connects us all together is stories. You right, know, the feeling yeah. you get when you watch something on a screen or watch something live and you yeah. connect to it. Like, that's the magic I really, really like and I hope to give to people. No, I yeah. like this I story. I like storyteller. storyteller. Yeah, yeah. I mean, entertainer, But can we use mind. it, like, in a, in a, in, like, a story? Like, storyteller, Lily Singh, books mm-hmm. late. Sure. <laughs> exactly. Entertainer. <laughs> exactly. Entertainer, <laughs> Lily Singh. Entertainer, Lily Singh. Yeah. <laughs> but entertainer does sound, like, so, it does. kind of almost like, yeah. all, ah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh 100%. We were just talking about this right before you came mm-hmm. about this algorithm on YouTube that favors. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah. So you already know what. Yeah. There's the buzzword yeah. algorithm. <laughs> well, it's like, uh, how it favors big brand personalities like TV shows mm-hmm. over YouTubers and then like become, influencers. Yeah, and then like it would, and there's been kind of this, I don't know, like this divisiveness. I guess you would say. I mean, that's good news for me. Then <laughs> I guess September 16th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're going to be kinda, on the other side. Yeah, you're going to be on the other side of it now. How, what is, let's unpack that too. Yeah. Let's, let's. Well, let me start by saying I've done YouTube for many, many years. Mm-hmm. I'm also very close with a lot of, of the head honchos at YouTube. Yeah. I don't think anyone actually knows how the algorithm works. Yeah. <laughs> Even the YouTube. Either that, either that or they're very good at hiding it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's an exception to every rule. And every mm-hmm. time YouTubers come out and they say like, oh, the algorithm's favoring this person or that, there's a hundred exceptions to that rule. I mean, of course, we've seen a rise in late night be popular on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There could be many reasons for that. It could be more people are watching it or it could be that those late night shows, actually it is this, this those late night shows probably have their own ad sales and their own teams mm-hmm. that are yeah, doing specific things sense. on YouTube, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the answer. I think the one thing I will say is that it is very important for YouTube and I've always been an advocate for this 
to make sure they stand behind their original creators. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, of course, you know, when we when I did YouTube back in 2010, no one cared about YouTube. None of these brands thought it was gonna. They thought it was gonna it's disappear. Bad, right? Like this internet thing What's is gonna thing? go and away. I would say the thing that makes YouTube so unique and amazing is its native creators. Yeah, it's the YouTube creators, not yeah. the brands, not the late night. That's all cool, but no other platform has creators in that way and so if i could ever stress anything to you which i have many times it would mm-hmm. be to band behind those creators because they they're what make the platform so yeah. unique right? i agree because like all, you two used to just be music videos like mm-hmm. you just gone there to watch if you mm-hmm. missed it on trl oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or on 106 and park oh trl yes vivo do they still have vivo vivo's around yeah. still okay i mean okay. i miss I the know. whole uh music video concert i mean like i think normani still- has single-handedly oh brought that back yes, uh, <laughs> Shout out to yeah. I mean, it's exciting to yeah. see yeah. all these big brands and all these big personalities use YouTube because it's something we've known for so long. Right. Yeah. YouTube is right. where it's at and it's where yeah. you build community. Exactly. So, you know, I like to see the positive in situations. Mm-hmm. I'm no, very yeah. happy about that. But at the same time, the creators need to be empowered. Right. Yeah. You know? right. As soon as you lose them, you become every other platform. Well, yeah, it kind of goes back to what you're, you know, you, you were saying about cha- changing with the landscape. Yeah. It's like, I think the late night folks they saw this opportunity they're like oh more people yeah now people, people aren't probably not might they're not, not stay watching up. live yeah. anymore and yeah. then they specifically create mm-hmm. things on their shows to, to right and, and another thing i will say is that the reason youtube has such a community which i think is so rare when you look at other platforms and, and social media platforms they don't have as much of a community as youtube i feel mm-hmm. it's because of the creators yeah the creators mm-hmm. build that community if you eliminated them you would just have viewers yeah, yeah. you wouldn't have a community mm-hmm. so True. wow that was another that smart was thing dang oh i'm killing this oh my god pop another candy in my mouth i was like oh are you eating smarties are these called smarties no no because there's the Smarties that are just basically sugar. You know what? So you Americans call it Smarties. What you're talking about, we call it Rockets. Okay, okay. Oh. Wait, really? Yeah, because Smarties for in Canada are chocolate-covered candies. Oh, wait, I think... Wait, I can we, that. like, unpack? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what else? You'd be surprised. You know, yeah. moving from... I moved from Canada five years ago. And there have been a lot of things. You know, you know, Canada and U.S. They're right next yeah. to each other. Yeah. But there's some hurdles. There's some yeah, cultural there, there hurdles. Well, I have friends from, you know, I have friends from Toronto. Mm-hmm. And congrats, Justin, yeah. Justin Bieber, right? Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. Wait, is he from Ryan, Toronto? Ryan, wait, I think so. Is he from Are Ottawa all, or something? Close enough. Drake is from there. <laughs> no, Drake. but they are—they're the ones who kind of introduced me to Jamaican beef patties. Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> yeah. I was talking to my friend the other day who didn't know what a Jamaican beef patty was, and I almost had a heart attack right yeah. there. And then they were like, "Oh, well, you know, I don't eat meat, but they're also veggie." No, the Veggie patties, Jamaican you know. patty is where it's at. And then how you could eat it with cocoa bread. And okay, I don't know about all that. <laughs> <laughs> like, you took it too far. But they introduced me to a whole yeah. kind of world. And we're going to Toronto in yeah, a couple weeks. Yeah, I'm just going to go on the record to say that Toronto's got the best food. Toronto is, I love going to Toronto. Yeah, we had a lot of fun last year. It was a, if you don't have time. money to travel the world and eat authentic food, you go to Toronto, go to Toronto. it'll be the second Toronto's best Toronto's dope. Yeah. I like it. Bon me, boys. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. That's my uh, roommate's favorite place. It's dope. I like yeah. that place. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so obviously you know this, but you're the first p- person of color mm-hmm. to host a or woman. Or woman of color, woman right? Woman of color mm-hmm. and the first, wait, after, I think it's like 30 years since Joan had something, her, something like, like that. that. Yeah. It's, it's been a long freaking time, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. say that. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you were first approached with this opportunity, what were your sort of initial thoughts? I mean, were, I, I guess, were, were there hesitations? And when you decided to do it, what were some things that were important, that, important for you to incorporate? Yeah, I mean, there was a little... 
I want to say hesitation. I just wanted to think about it. Yeah. You know, it's a big decision, it's a yeah. big commitment. One of the one of the things I was thinking about was, you know, I really like acting. I really like storytelling in other ways. Would doing this show not allow me to tell stories in all the other ways I want to tell stories? So I wrote this in an Instagram post. There's two people I asked for their advice. It was Dwayne Johnson and Hassan Minaj. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Two people who, like, I just love their careers and I love their trajectory. And both of them said, you can create whatever path you want. You right. can do this late night show and also act. You can do this late night show. Because my concern was, like, will people only think of me as the host then? Oh. Yeah. And Dwayne said the best thing ever. Oh. He said, if that's the fear, they already think of you as a YouTube girl. Oh. And I was like, dang. Come through. Come through. What the, the rock. Yes. <laughs> Um, and I like how you call him Dwayne. Yeah. No, it's true. But he, that advice was exactly what I needed to hear because mm-hmm. that's what he's done. You know, he went from football to wrestling to movies to TV to, to all the whatever. other Now he's yeah. like this world big, domination. Yeah. yeah. He's just like figure. beyond yeah, yeah, yeah. what. So that really helps me make my decision. And then when I said yes, the things that were really important to me that I communicated to NBC was like, I still got to be able to do my YouTube stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm oh, not going nice. to abandon that community. They're very important to me. Mm-hmm. I wanted to bring in my own social team, mm. which I did. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. yeah. And I just wanted to make sure it was as authentic to me as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, I work with a lot more people than I'm used to now. Mm-hmm. And thus far, I'm, I'm pretty happy with how authentic I'm being allowed. Good. Mm-hmm. With my scripts and my monologues and all that stuff. Yeah. So I just hope that gets maintained. I was going to ask you, because like with your channel, obviously you had full control over it. Mm-hmm. Now working for a network, I'm, I'm, it's not the same. Like how have you sort of transitioned from having like a different... Yes, yeah. every day is a learning process, yeah. let me say. I also come from a world where like unions is a new thing right. for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. having every job be compartmentalized to such a degree is very, very new for me. Um, it's just a learning process. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, out, we're out here trying our best. The things that I don't mind getting pushed back on are legalities. Yeah. That's okay. a world I don't know. That, yeah. So yeah. if you tell me like you say this and we're going to get sued, I'm going to say like, fair I'm enough. <laughs> but it's the other things, you know, the stories that I think are important to tell. Um, and the point of view that I want to express, that I'm not as willing to budge on because mm-hmm. like that's why they asked me to do it, mm-hmm. right? And they've been really supportive thus far. And how have you? How are you bracing yourself to sort of enter this world that's been solely white male, white cis male? And do you feel like you are in sort of a different space, or do you? I mean, do you sort of put yourself in in the same? I guess in this in the same room as them, or do you kind of see yourself sort of like? How am I preparing do- to enter the space? Yeah. <laughs> Hair done, nails done, everything did. <laughs> Hair done, nails done, everything did. Um, damn, I'm killing this. Um, you are. Thanks. It's the sweet tart. It's the yeah. extra little thing. I know. We should do this all the yeah, time. Yeah, we're going to bring well, candy. I don't really feel like the other, and that's because thus far, all the other late night hosts have been so sweet to me. You know, yeah. Jimmy and Seth and all of them have offered their guidance Good. and their yeah, advice. Yeah, so I really feel like I'm getting a warm welcome. Mm-hmm. But I do feel a little bit like it's going to be a fresh perspective, right. you know? Um, that's pretty much all I can say. Everyone mm-hmm. keeps asking, like, what's going to be different? And I think I could, of course, list, like, all the different, different monologues. Yeah, I'm do, yeah, but yeah. it's just by nature, the things I'm going to talk about mm-hmm. are things that I'm just saying, like, a straight white male can't talk about. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so I think by nature, there's, it's just going to be so different. Yeah. A different, not a right or wrong one, just a different mm-hmm. one. And I'm excited about that. Mm. Are you are you feeling the pressure a little bit? Yeah. Oh, you? You, know, you know, a little bit. I'll be throwing up on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> of course I'm feeling the pressure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the most common question people ask me is, are you nervous? And I, of course I'm nervous. Mm-hmm, like, how mm-hmm. could you not be nervous? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When this got announced, people literally came up to me and said, 
two billion people are counting on you. Good luck. And <laughs> oh, I was like, wow. oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, when you, when it got announced, Asian Hollywood or Asians yeah. were yeah. just like, oh, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so funny. It was just a joke of like, when things like this get announced, everybody wants to claim you. Right. Yeah. You know, like the LGBTQ yeah. plus community yeah. is like, she's ours. We did that. And I the, know. Oh my God, that's so true. The it's women like, were like, she's a woman. Yeah, and then the people with the long yeah. hair were like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> so it's like, everybody's like claiming me. And listen, my first reaction is, super humbled and honored. Right. I mean, the support has been so overwhelming. Definitely compared to anything else I've done in my career, the support for this announcement has been oh, out of good. this world. No, I mean, it's yeah. exciting. It's an good. exciting time. Yeah. And then like you, just hearing you talk about it, about, you know, us talking about, you know, how late night has been kind of spilling in over to mm-hmm. YouTube. It's kind of, you're going to be the bridge between right. the two. Yeah. You I are, am the symbol of peace, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are, are <laughs> yeah, you are like the, the thread that binds mm-hmm. these two worlds together. Yeah, but if I'm honest, like, of course I'm super nervous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want to let anyone down and disappoint them. But then I retract that statement also because I remember during my um, interview I did recently, someone said, like, so how are you going to deal with that pressure? And I said, you know what? The thing I've done thus far in my career to be successful is always do what I believe in and mm-hmm. what's authentic to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The second I've ever started to worry about what other people are going to think and if the people are going to like it, that's, that's when things start to fall about. apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do the exact same thing. Things I think are funny will be on the show and hopefully other people think they're funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things I think are important to talk about are what I'm going to talk about on the show and hopefully other people think they're important. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my point of view. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, going to that, it's like, oh, you already mentioned this. It's like you're going to be bringing this huge, you know, a different, fresh perspective mm-hmm. on your show, mm-hmm. which I like a little late. I like mm-hmm. that yeah. name. Yeah, it's like, it's like, like 1.30 a.m., but also yeah. it's like, it's a little late that a woman of color. It's like better late than never. Right. But, you know, there are those nights, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, you know, how is, you know, you've been very open about, you know, sharing, you know, mm-hmm. aspects about your culture, mm-hmm. sexuality. Mm-hmm. And are you going to bring those into kind of these topics you cover, but at the same time kind of keep that levity? Because you are really great at doing that with your interviews. Mm-hmm. And how is that going to translate into your show? Are you going to kind of have a Bollywood moment, hopefully? <laughs> I mean, hopefully. Yeah, I'm planning to bring every facet of myself to this show. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, I'm a big believer that either people will connect to it or mm-hmm. they will see something they have not seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't think that talking about experiences that are specific to me excludes people. I think it brings them into something. You know? So definitely, I mean, me and my writers were just talking about a sketch the other day where we're going to do a sketch about a, there's a, like a national bisexual day. And I'm like, oh, we haven't seen that on TV before. So. <laughs> Wait, there yeah. is? Well, there's a, a day for everything. There's a day for everything. There's a probably National Sweet Tarts Day. Yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Probably. Maybe we can make that today. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I definitely plan to bring myself into a lot of these sketches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you plan, I mean, I don't know what your layout is, but like, I know a lot of comedy, a lot of comedies being used to sort of um, tackle serious issues mm-hmm. that are going on. Do you do you guys plan on doing something like, like something like the election coming up and all that mm-hmm. stuff? Is your show? So, I don't plan on being political. Okay, okay good. But I plan on <laughs> because there's a lot, enough people that already do that, right, and they do it, and they do it very well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, I don't feel the need to further occupy that space. Okay. I do think I will definitely make social commentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So while I will not make comments about an election or specific people running. I can make comments about if their policies affect a woman's body. Right. And oh. I can make commentary about that. Okay. Great. Um, so okay. social commentary, all for it. I have no 
desire to be honest to talk politics you. and i think other people do it very well yeah. already yeah i feel you yeah, good yeah, I, feel I mean you. i'm not saying like good but i'm like i'm saying you know yeah, so and also listen, we're sticking out, to your guys 1 30 a.m yeah. people have had a long day i want my show to be like that good vibes uh, kind of just that chill positive hang mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i mean like and in a way kind of you're just being there mm-hmm. is kind of political in a yeah. way you know you know what because <laughs> no we, we were just we had robin Thede on recently mm-hmm. and her show she said they don't really cover politics mm-hmm. but her but, just being yeah, there my existence yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 do you guys have a do you have a list of like desired guests yeah. that you of course i do okay you? so uh I mean, beyonce <laughs> she is number no, one beyonce. on the list. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, of course, I'm not going to spill too much tea out here. But of course, I have a list of guests. But at the same time, I also have a desire to give people a platform that otherwise have not had it yet. You know, I have a lot of friends that that do great things. And I want to give them the opportunity to be on a late night show if they haven't done it already. You know, Mm -hmm. I want to pay it forward. Listen, someone gave me a shot. When I was starting out, and so I wanted the same thing. Oh, I love that. I love that whole kind of let the ladder down. Of course, of course. So you're about to tackle late night. You mm-hmm. tackled YouTube. Yep. What's next for you? What 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 the do world you have on domination. Your, your bucket list <laughs> well, that you haven't did? I'm haven't I'm yet? very excited about my production company mm-hmm. that I started last year. Obviously, things are a little busy right now uh-huh. with the show, but I'm I'm really excited to bring some features, some TV shows, some shorts to life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not even in all of them. You know, we have a slate of like 20 things that I'm so excited about, from horror to comedy to animation to kids animation to adult animation. And it's just been such a learning learning experience, learning about what it takes to get something into development, what it takes to get it greenlit. Right. The pro- because coming from YouTube, like, you just do I write it, I shoot it, I release it. <laughs> exactly. Some of our projects have been in development for a year now. Yeah. I'm like, Woo! Yeah. This we'll is a see whole situation. Yeah. Exactly. So it's, it's a much been, slower process. Yeah. Everything I'm doing right now, which is really exciting to me, is so out of my comfort zone. Oh, cool. Like it's so out of my like this show in a good way. In yeah. A, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always yeah. in a good way. Yeah. I mean, success lives outside of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I didn't oh, never. Like oh my that. god, gems. Uh, we're just, just getting facts gems, on you guys. I am gonna put like that on. Can I put that on a t-shirt and literally sing on it? You can. You can. No, but it's true. Nothing good ever came out of me being scared and staying in my comfort zone. Whether it was moving to LA, posting my first video on YouTube and so this late night show is another thing super out of my comfort zone Mm -hmm. the production process having my own production company I'll be honest a lot of times I'm in meetings with a bunch of producers and a bunch of agents and they'll be dropping acronyms and I'm like don't know what that is (laughs) do you act like you're like "Mm -hmm." oh I would 100% act you're like oh yeah and I always make a note of it and I'm like okay I don't know what I don't know what that is (laughs) I'm like okay what is WME I'm kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding kidding." (laughs) no wait who who is it that came in and was like uh Uta oh that was Tanya she was like oh when she first started Tony Sriracha, she's like, what's Uta? <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I'm, I'm just learning so much every yeah. day. And don't get me wrong. Some days I go home and I'm like, okay, we're panicking a little bit because <laughs> yeah. there's just such a lack of knowledge. But then I learn and yeah. I roll with the punches. Yeah, Live that's so real. Like, I like that. It's so real. Yeah. Is, is there anything that you're, you're itching to do that you haven't done yet or that you don't have coming out? Ah, uh, mm, hmm, hmm. You know, on a personal front, eventually I'd like to become fit. Mm. You know, <laughs> you know. One day I feel like I'm gonna do a sit up. I like that. One day. I, I don't know when oh that day God. is, but we one believe day. in you. We believe in it. And professionally, I guess it's kind of personally and professionally, it's very important for me. You know, I have a social good campaign called Girl Love, which mm-hmm. is all about empowering women. Oh, good. It's yeah. really evolved over the years, but right now, what it is is changing the culture of being a woman. It's about educating girls. Um, things I'm really, really super passionate about. 
And just recently, I brought on someone full time to deal with girl love mm-hmm. because I knew that with the show, I'd get really, really busy right. and I wouldn't have the capacity to deal with it. And it's important for me that no matter how busy I get, my philanthropic efforts are still being handled. And so something I'd really like to do is just make that a bigger thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's the best legacy you can leave behind. Mm-hmm. It's like people will remember how you made them feel or if you empowered them or if you educated them. I, years from now, after I'm dead and gone, someone's like, hey, I'm doing this awesome thing because I was inspired by Lily. Mm-hmm. That's the best legacy to leave behind. Oh so, God, yeah. yeah. I really want to do more you with just... that. You're definitely going to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, God, if you're listening to this yeah. podcast, please make a yeah. mental note. Look at you just doing good out, for the world. Out in these streets, out doing in these late streets, night, you know, eating sweet tarts, you know, changing the world up. one that's day. One yes. day at a time. World domination. That's <laughs> world domination. <laughs> okay, so just to wrap up, um, mm-hmm. we like to kind of end on some fun questions. Sure. We call it the facts. I think all of these questions have been fun. I know. I don't know why I say that. All of the questions are fun. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> fun. These are more random. Okay, these cool. are ran- yeah, random yeah, yeah. questions. Um, so what is your favorite meme and which one would you want to see go away? Okay, 100% my favorite. Okay, oh my God, just one. <laughs> okay, I love condescending Wonka. Yeah. And, I al- and I also love Kermit sipping tea. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? I like love that. those. are, those okay. are two timeless ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like any memes that are mean though. Yeah. Oh, okay. I truly like, I can't, people whose like their lives have been taken over by the fact that they're yeah. a meme. I'm like, I can't get on board. Kermit, like I can live with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. yeah. I do love condescending Wonka. Yeah, condescending yeah. Wonka's great. <laughs> yes. I mean, in the whole like movie, the way he treats those kids. Uh-huh. Yeah. I love it. I it's love both it. amazing and also horrifying. I mean, yeah, I would time. love to, I mean, I think I'd already treat my nephews like that, but yeah. that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what show, what TV mm-hmm. show or movie would you want to see rebooted with South Asians? And with- Friends. <laughs> Friends. <laughs> who, who would you, would you put yourself in? 100%. Who would you be out of yeah. the three? Ooh. Or out of the six? Is it six? Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> I kind of am leaning towards Phoebe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's you know? a good one. I feel like yeah. I could be a Phoebe. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, definitely friends. And who would? Who else would be in it? I mean, Mindy. We yeah. got Brianka. We got Hassan. Hassan. Definitely. Kumail. Oh my gosh. Oh. <gasps> yeah. I want this to happen. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Look at what I did. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, either way, you guys all should do something together because no. I think that would be amazing. That would be dope. All, yeah. all six of us in Hollywood will get together. <laughs> right. to, like, do we even have enough for our friends reboot? <laughs> I would love that. that I'm like picturing it now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. That would be yeah, really cool, yeah, yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what is your irrational fear? I my, Mine is cats. I have this really? weird thing with cats. See, spiders is very common, but I'm horrified of spiders. But I have another phobia. It's called tri- tripophobia, I think it's called. Oh. What is that? It is tripo or tripto. Don't quote me on it. Something it's one of those. three. Yeah. No, it's oh, actually yeah. a fear of small, porous looking holes. Oh shit, yes. I'm yeah, the same okay. way. Really? Yes. It's like small, porousy looking holes. Oh my God. I know. I'm getting chills. Yes. <laughs> it's like a, a specific type of coral or sponge or, you know, something oh. that looks like it could be a disease. Ooh. Like, that. like it's that's, very a, por- that's an actual thing. Yes. Yeah, it's a real thing. Um, real American thing. Horror Story um, cult. Dealt oh with that. yeah, no, 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 no. Is that no, yours no, too? No, no. Do you know? no, mine is birds. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah, birds too. Yeah, birds. They. I, I think I watched Birds, the Hitchcock's Birds, at a very young age, and it like kind of just. Like, no, I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. I feel That's that. That's kind of how it is. I don't like clowns. Yeah, I'm not it, scared. I feel of them. like everyone's like phobias them. come from yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, everyone. Because isn't he like the embodiment of yeah, fear? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's where my spider fear came from. He's not an actual clown though, but for some reason people just kind of associate him with the or yeah. Is there a movie or TV show, not a reality TV mm-hmm. show, 
um, that is widely known as trash, but you love. <laughs> it's like a scripted TV show. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. In the past or now. He, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> trash is a strong word. Okay. Maybe problematic. Uh, problem, we, no, not pro- impro- or unpopular. Say, okay, or everyone. Okay. Unpopular. Or like, not unpopular, but like, no, like trash. <laughs> no, I guess. What I can say is trashy about this show, but it's, it's, let me preface this by saying it's amazing, but the show Entourage. Okay. Right? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. love the show me Entourage. Too, but but yeah, the thing was... that's trashy about it is that problems get solved way too much, <laughs> way too easily on that yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, have yeah, this yeah. major problem. Yeah, yeah, they get this major problem. Everything's going wrong. And then suddenly it's like, boom, 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 solution. I'm just like, there's a whole lot of white privilege in the show right now. <laughs> right? And I cannot. So I'd say, like, Losing elements of that. of that are trashy. No, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's, it's gold. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. True. Ari gold. Oh! Look at what's going on. And, and some of the things that Ari did and said yeah. were kind of trash. Exactly. But every, and, but, and, and how he treated Lloyd. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, though Lloyd came, like, was good at the end. Yeah. yeah. Like, but I still. think also. Lloyd won that show. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, yeah. And I think, at the, like, if that show were on today, it would be very problematic. Oh, yeah. I think. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. But it, it, it still could be true to form today. A hundred percent. It just might be. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. So would you rather have skin that changes color based on your emotions or tattoos appear all over your body depicting what you did yesterday? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. This Hmm. is a tough one. I don't know if I want that many Chipotle tattoos on me. (laughs) (laughs) We literally had like three Chipotles yesterday. (laughs) See, but then I don't want people to know how I'm feeling all the time. I'm going to say the tattoo route. Ooh, That's interesting. Yeah, a tattoo. I would never be able to poker face it, yeah, like how yeah, I was yeah. feeling in a meeting or anything. I can't have that. I think I would. I think I would want the. I would want a hyper color skin about yeah? you know about my that's emotion. A really hard. Because like if I'm really pissed off, people, like, oh Dino's pissed. I don't want to talk to him. But then today. what if you were pissed off, but it's a wrong, it's the wrong. Like, what if you're crushing on someone inappropriate? Yeah, or you can crush on somebody. Oh, and you're like, oh, oh, yeah, exactly. We track that statement. No, I'm open to it. I think I'll do the tattoo one. Honestly, I'll just hopefully. That's so weird. I, I'm like trying to imagine that that you wake up and then, like you said, there's like yeah. three burritos 100%, on your arm. <laughs> 100%. Whatever, gang, yeah. gang, gang. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then um, our final question mm-hmm. is, is there an underrepresented voice in the industry, whether it's an actor, writer, storyteller, creator, mm-hmm. that isn't getting shine, that's not in the mainstream that you want to kind of give a shout um, out to? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My good, 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 amazing friend, Humble the Poet. Okay. Um, who lives with me for half of the year. He's probably one of the most supportive people with everything I do. He already is pretty popping. He has two books. I think it's two. Don't hate me. Mm-hmm. It's two. Um, one of them is coming out in October. He's a great mm-hmm. MC. He's a great rapper. He's a great writer. Um, really well known within our community and online, but hasn't really gotten the mainstream shine oh. that I think he deserves. Mm-hmm. Definitely would be a guest on my show. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just, if you think I'm dropping wisdom bombs, mm-hmm. Humble the Poet is really His dropping. His name itself. Yes. And he's a turban sick with a beard. Yeah. And he just like is, he's killing the game Toronto all around. Toronto too. Okay. Yeah, so if anyone is listening to this and you want a guest for your anything, you need to hit up Humble, Humble the Poet. Humble poet. the Poet. He'll always give you a good conversation. Good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, thank you so much course, for doing this. Thank you. Lily. Am I allowed yeah. to take all these steps? Yeah, no, take them all. <laughs> That's the consolation Thank part. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks.